0: welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On. It is Rebecca style, 1129 p.m. at night and tonight's podcasting snack was some semblance of frozen food that I threw into the oven and ate as quickly as possible with a can of pop and here I am in my healthy state of self-care staying up late to record tomorrow's podcast episode. Have I mentioned I'm a procrastinator? Yeah. All right, so today's episode is the secret to homeschool joy. And so, obviously, we can't tell you right here in the introduction exactly what that secret is going to be because it's a secret. (laughs) So you're going to want some coffee. For me, I would say chocolate. Um, But whatever you need, maybe washing the dishes. A lot of people responded that that's their happy place. So seriously, if I inspire you to wash the dishes, then this must be the Lord. Am I right? Okay, so let's dive into the secret to homeschool joy. Let's begin with story time with Rebecca. Now, I have seen lately a lot of people, and by that I mean even myself included, I think in the homeschool realm, we kind of get suckered into this every once in a while, the venting, the difficulties of homeschooling, and it's all real. And it's every, as with every single thing in this entire world, there is a balance. Imagine, you know, you've got the pendulum, and you either have the people that are way over here, way over here, but there's a middle ground people. So what tends to happen, is that people feel judged, they feel like they don't have a voice, and so they find an avenue, a place, a group, a community where they feel free to voice what they're struggling with because we all have struggles and we all want to feel heard and understood and then we start venting. Now what happens with venting is that we kind of create this negative atmosphere where everybody is just talking about the negatives and we kind of start to pull more and more away from the middle and that is how that happens because on the other end of the spectrum is the judgment of not being allowed to vent and you shouldn't ever have hard days. And so both of those are incorrect. What we really are aiming for is somewhere in the middle where we can have bad days, we can talk about our bad days, but that we don't get caught in this negative cycle of just venting all the time and forgetting what we have. So this is what I see as a big problem. And I'm seeing it happening in groups and not just my own, other groups. I see it happen everywhere, everywhere. You have the people that judge. You know, somebody says, I'm having a hard day. I've had this happen before and I can't stand it when I say, you know, I'm having a hard time. Like I'm failing at homeschooling right now. We haven't done school in however long. And what you get back is judgment. You had this many kids. You chose this path. This is your ministry and your calling. Mm Mm-hmm, you better just, you know, be happy with it and it's like okay I know all that I know all that but that doesn't make it any easier I mean real life is is just not easy this is difficult. This is so hard. This is one of the hardest things I have ever done in my entire life trying to balance homeschooling my kids with my house with meals. Wait, we have to eat something with with my job, my business, everything else we're doing. I I feel like it is one of the hardest things I have ever had to go through this season of balance. And so to just say I'm not allowed to talk about it, I'm not allowed to struggle, I'm not allowed to have hard days is is it's not helping anybody that doesn't help anybody So these people like myself who feel unheard and feel like they don't have a voice, go and find somewhere where they can have a voice and they start talking about their struggles and they start talking about and now we get into the negative cycle. So that is what I'm talking about today because I feel passionately like what we're all actually going for is to find that homeschool joy. We want to not just do it. We want to actually enjoy it. I mean, if homeschooling was something that we enjoyed and our kids enjoyed, then this would just be a wonderful experience. I mean, it would be sunflowers and rainbows all the time because we would all enjoy. Now, of course, we would still have hard days, but the hard days are a lot better to handle when you're having mostly good days where overall, everybody's on the same page and everybody is loving homeschooling. That's what we're going for. That's what we actually want deep down inside. But but both sides of this pendulum actually they actually are detrimental to what we want. One side is 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 not allowing us to have those hard days and the other side is is catching us in this cycle that is unhealthy. So for me, what I believe and what I have seen, and honestly, it's not just the secret for homeschool joy. I believe it's the secret for joy overall. If you want to experience joy in your life, and I'm not talking about happiness here. I'm not talking about that fleeting emotion where it's like, I had chocolate, I feel happy. <laughs> Which, let's be real, that's that, that happens. But I'm talking about joy joy that isn't like the the roller coaster ride that goes up and crashes down and goes up and crashes down with your next sugar high it's it's not it's not the same as an emotion you feel when things are going good and an emotion that disappears when things are going bad it's not an emotion at all it is a state of being and honestly it is a spiritual fruit in your life that you actually cannot produce in and of yourself yes we are supposed to be people who walk with joy and yet and yet that is because of the God that we follow it is because of the relationship that we have with him that's where the joy comes from it is not something that we can produce in and of ourselves we cannot create we cannot manufacture joy we cannot And so I believe that the secret to joy, other than the fact that obviously we're talking about relationship with God, it is a fruit, it is an outpouring of relationship with him. But I believe that the secret to it in every avenue of our life stems from how we can water the plant. Okay, I'm getting deep into this metaphor here, but is is thankfulness. Thankfulness. Now, that word in any other avenue of our life would be like, yeah, yeah amen I hear ya like thankfulness I mean we've got there's so many great books and there's even been entire movements around this the oh, I'm going to forget the title, The Thousand Blessings or Ten Thousand Blessings, whatever it was, Um, beautiful Anne Voskamp book that, you know, came out a couple years ago and really just compelled us and drew us and come on, guys, let's be thankful. And that was kind of a movement of the time. We can get on board with the thankfulness train, but can you get on board with a thankfulness train when you feel like things aren't great? Can you get on board with that train when you're going through difficult seasons? Can you get on board with that train when you're in the trenches of homeschooling and balance and feeling like you can hardly breathe and that you're failing at every avenue, at every area that you turn? Can you now still find thankfulness? and that i think is is what i want to press into today that is what i want to talk about because i feel like this is a weak spot for us as homeschoolers especially when we get into the venting side of things that we focus so much on the challenges and these we can actually build entire relationships around challenges that we face and understanding one another. Where it's like, oh, I face this too, I face this too. And now we 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 can create these kind of camaraderie relationships because we've faced similar mountains in our path. And yet the next step of that is to pull one another back up and to set our sights a little bit higher. But honestly, you guys, it is thankfulness. And I see this missing. I'm seeing it missing on posts. I'm seeing it missing on threads. This idea of being thankful, of seeing it as a blessing. And I think it's the same thing as... As for me, when anytime somebody talks about submitting, it's just like all my friends know I, I inwardly or sometimes outwardly gag. And it's not because I don't believe in submitting. It isn't. I do believe in submitting. But I believe that it can look very different than a lot of people thinks that it needs to. And I think that honestly, in a lot of cases, at least in, no, let's not do that. In my situation with me and my husband, um, I, we have a very, we are both very strong, passionate leaders and I do submit to my husband, but we also, we make all our decisions together. It's not like he's the one who's like going out in front and I'm just the mere woman standing behind him and and celebrating his life. Anyways, okay. So, So as we know... I sometimes get that little, uh, but it does not change the fact that there is truth to it. There is truth to it. Because if I never, ever submit, if neither of us are willing to submit, then when we hit those rough seasons in our life, then what solution is there? If no one will bow to anything, if nobody will say fine or concede, well, then your marriage isn't going to last through those difficult seasons you go through because neither of you are willing to concede. So it is important. It plays an important role. The bad taste, I get in my mouth is because I have seen it be used as a weapon. I've seen it used as a weapon. I have personally had it used on a, as a weapon in my own life. The The idea of me as a woman, I shouldn't be speaking. I shouldn't be leading. I shouldn't be doing any sort of ministry or especially on a stage. I shouldn't be leading worship. I've, I've honestly, I've faced it all. I have faced it all. Um, And there's a lot of shouldn'ts in my life based on the fact that I should be, you know, I'm, I'm a mere woman who should be sitting down with my head covered and never raise my voice or speak my opinion. And so I have had it used against me as a weapon. Because of that, I get a bad taste in my mouth when we talk about submitting. Does not mean that it is wrong to submit, In fact, it is important, however, the bad taste comes from that. And I'm using that as an example because when we talk about thankfulness, I think sometimes what happens is that people feel like it is a weapon. When they say, well, you know what, homeschooling is a privilege, it is a privilege, then people automatically go on the defense because it has been used against them as a weapon. They are hearing when somebody says that, it is a privilege, therefore, you better not complain about it. You should be thankful all the time. You should never struggle, you should never have hard times because it is a privilege. You are so blessed to have the rights to be able to homeschool your children that don't even begin, don't even begin. It's like how we do that with our kids where they start whining and complaining about stuff and it's like, ah, uh, don't even start with me. Do you know that kids in other countries have to walk to school sometimes all day and you you know, you show them those videos and you're like, do you know, you, you aren't thankful about this meal Do you know that some kids don't even have a meal right now? Okay, so open your mouth. You know, we do it, right? So we get it. We get it. It's that sense of be thankful for what you have, but because it has been used as a weapon, there's a defense strategy there. So the reason that I'm laying this all on the table is because I think in every, for every single one of us out there, we have been in any of these various stages at some point or another. There's been a point where you have probably felt judged. There's been a point where you have felt like that person, like the mom with the food where you're like, like you guys, like you need to understand the privilege, like stop being negative. There's a point where you're the person on the other end of that hurt. There's a point where you're the person on the other end of that saying that because you're in a different season. We all have been or will be at a varying degree on that line. It will happen. And if it hasn't happened yet, it will. It will eventually, through experience and through time, one day you're gonna look back and you're gonna start to see the negativity and you're gonna start to see the cycle of that and say, you guys, rise up. Like, let's be thankful for what we have. But when we can sit and talk about this from a real perspective, seeing all angles in all different places along the journey, then we can start to understand that when you say that, what is being heard? Because we've been there and because we know that that has been used as a weapon or has or could be perceived. As being used as judgmental. So what do we do with that? Whether we're the person who's caught in the negative venting cycle or whether we're the person on the other end who is trying to mentor or to um, disciple or to encourage younger women who are just starting out on this journey, where does that leave us? When we feel on one end that if you're speaking into anybody who's new at this, you can't say those things without coming across as judgmental. And on the other side, you have the people that are caught in this cycle and feel constantly judged. How do we now be able to to use each other's strengths and see what each other is saying? I think that's the first step is just clearly laying it on the table and saying this is it. If we can actually see from each other's perspectives and know that in most cases there are still going to be the people who are going to judge you always your whole life you will have judgers you will have haters this is a promise I make unto you your whole life you will have at least someone who disagrees with what you are doing and in this age and stage and culture of society that we live right now everybody has a voice and everybody has a right to speak into your life they will they will speak what they will speak and everyone has a right to speak and because of social media it's so wonderfully public isn't that great so it doesn't give them the right for you to actually have to receive that though right if you do feel like there is somebody that is like legitimately judging you, you just don't have to receive that. You could say, thank you very much, okay, I, I mean for your kind or not kind intentions um, and then you turn around and you don't receive it. You don't receive it. Do you know that you actually have control over what you receive? I just literally before this podcast episode went upstairs, my daughter, five years old, turning six in a couple of weeks, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs, like screaming. My, my seven-year-old comes running down. Mom, she's screaming. I was just up there. Everything was quiet. I don't know what happened. So I go tearing up the stairs, and she is beside herself. She's having bad thoughts. She hadn't fallen asleep yet. And she's, she's having these scary thoughts. She's having scary thoughts and she's fixated on them and she can't sleep and she's terrified. So we talk about this and we sing the whole, be careful little eyes, what you see, be careful little ears, what you hear. And we talk about the fact that, you know, where are you getting this, this picture or this scary idea, or she's thinking of a robber from a movie or whatever that she had watched. And I said, Janiyah, you are responsible for what you receive. You're responsible for what you receive. What are you putting into your mind? We know this stuff. We teach this stuff to our kids, you guys. We know it and yet we forget. We forget in the practice of it, we forget. You have the ability when somebody speaks to you a judgment to determine whether that is apt, whether that is not, whether that's for you, whether it isn't, whether it is from God or whether it isn't. And if you should not receive that, you have the ability to just decide you're not gonna take that on. It's like somebody throws their words at you. Imagine it's like a it's like a, a blanket, okay? And you can just lift that right off your shoulders and be like, um, no, not that one. Thank you very much. You don't even have to take it personally because you're not receiving it. You're literally not receiving it. And I think for me, I sometimes will will audibly say that, not to them, ah, uh, thank you, I don't receive that. But I do say it audibly when I'm talking about it. If I'm venting with someone or if I'm talking to my husband, oh, you would not believe what I heard today or what somebody said to me, and then I say, I don't receive that. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna receive that one. Like, I just feel like that was maybe a little unfair or they don't know me whatsoever and so they don't get to speak into my life. Sorry. So you have the right and ability to do that. So from that perspective, from the, I'm talking about the legitimate judgments you're gonna face. That is so paramount, you guys. And that's a skill that is greatly, 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 greatly needed in today's society. Now, now that we have that laid aside, now we're talking about the people who have good intentions can come across as judgmental, okay? When we are talking about our homeschool. Again, looking for this middle line, looking for this middle place of of being allowed to be real, but in finding that joy and in being content and being thankful with what God has given us, the first thing I, I really honestly so strongly believe, if you are homeschooling your children, if you are a Christian who is homeschooling your children, then this is not by accident it is not by accident even if i know i said this last week too but even if it feels like the circumstances were circumstantial it was just well they were getting bullied and so then we just did this we didn't pray about it it wasn't a spiritual thing it just was something that happened and now we're homeschooling it doesn't matter do you think that god is not god of our circumstances if you are homeschooling your children it is not by accident If we believe that what we're doing is our calling, then just like a job, just like anything else, you have two choices in your life. You can choose to feel sorry for yourself, to, to stay in this negative cycle of always looking to the next thing, always looking, and you know these people in your life, the people that are never content with what they have, they're always looking for something greater, they always feel hard done by, and we can get caught into that, I think, in the homeschooling realm, that that victim spirit where it is, I constantly feel like I'm the victim, oh, woe is me, I have to homeschool my kids kids. Woe is me. My house is always messy because my kids are always home and I never get a break from them. Woe is me. It's so difficult. You know, like look at Sally Ann. I'm saying that because I don't know anyone named Sally Ann whose kids go to school and she's at the coffee shop. I wish I could go to the coffee shop. Woe is me. On and on and on we go. Woe is me. I looked at somebody else on social media and they um don't have a child like mine. You know, their kids actually sit and listen. Woe was me, I have way too many kids. And so it's just impossible for me to balance at all ever because I am, I'm just there's too many. There's too many. If I'm homeschooling, that's it. That's all that happens. There's no house cleaning, there's no nothing that happens. If I'm house cleaning, there's no school that happens. There's too much laundry too much mess, too many kids to teach. Woe was me. And we get caught in that. We get caught. But if this is our calling... Then you can choose to stay in that and feel frustrated and feel hard done by every single day or you can decide that you are going to be content in the season you are in, that you are going to invest everything into the calling that you have been given, that you are going to to step by step walk the path in front of you and run your race. That's what you can decide and how you do that is with thankfulness. It's like a weapon. It's like, a, it's honestly, you guys, it is like a weapon against that discontent, against that, that victim spirit. It is like a weapon against feeling sorry for ourselves and selfishness, which is really what that stems from. And I am the worst for that. When it comes to cleaning, there's a lot of times that I am selfishly cleaning and feeling like I am just so... So like, honestly, you guys, it's, it's, I'm doing dishes and the whole time I'm thinking, why am I doing these dishes? Where are my kids and why don't they clean up after themselves? And this dish is from this morning. When I ask, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the mom thing, right? So I get caught in that every single time I do it well not every time sometimes I'm good sometimes I'm like yay I did them joyfully to bless my family but lots of times when I do cleaning I find the things my kids haven't cleaned that I asked them to clean and it just gets a little irritating to me <laughs> anyways I'm going on a tangent I don't even know what I'm talking about the secret to joy in your homeschool <sighs> thankfulness is a weapon speak it declare it And sometimes the only thing you can be thankful for in your homeschool is that you have, yeah, you have the privilege to make the choice to homeschool your kids because there are countries that do not have that option. Their kids can be going through incredible difficulties. They can completely disagree with the school system. They can, their kids could be getting bullied. They could have all sorts of challenges they are facing, but they do not have the option of homeschooling their kids. So first and foremost, yeah, it's a privilege. Secondly, your Kids are a blessing. Right now, right now, I want you to pause this podcast and I want you to write down your kids' names because this is something so strong that I know I'm supposed to say right now. Write down your kids' names on a piece of paper and I want you to write down what you see when you see them. Now, Don't do like the poetic form of that. No one's going to see this. I want you to write down what you actually see, what's on your heart, what is right at the surface of how you feel, what's the filter you're looking at them through, because I can tell you that for sure, there are definitely like some of my kids that are more challenging to me that I begin to see with a very negative filter. And I forget I lose sight of because every day we are doing this every single day it's it's headbutting of of this struggle that we're facing or or attitude that we're struggling with or whatever it may be I start to dis, I start to associate the attitude with them and and that's what I see when I look at them you know if I'm dealing with anger in one of my kids who is just constantly it's the first emotion that just every single time it's the response then and I deal with it so much I start to look at that child and I see them and I say they're angry. But you guys we start to attach these things to our kids and and we We see them and we've attached the negative things that we're dealing with to our children, but the reality is they are a blessing. Those things are not attached to them. They are not part of who they are. They are part of what they are struggling with and they're gonna overcome those things and you are working on them. You are battling for your kids, but we need to sometimes sit down and write these things down. What are you associating with your kids? And then you need to start to say, No. Just like we take that judgment off of yourselves, take the judgment off your kids. I'm not saying this to judge you. I'm saying this because I have done this recently. And you know what? I'm probably going to have to do it again in a couple months because this comes up regularly. I'm always dealing with the same behaviors, the same struggles, the same problems, and I start to associate that. And every once in a while, this comes up where I start to see, and God works with me on that and says, you are seeing this. They are not... That, that's just the struggle. That's not who they are. See who they are and stop associating that with them because then I can start to actually enjoy my children. I can start to see them as a blessing. I can start to be thankful for each individual child, for their strengths and their weaknesses, for what God is doing in their life, for his faithfulness to them, for the growth that I'm seeing in their lives. Even if it is small and minute and we work and we battle for every tiny bit of breakthrough that we have, I see the growth. And when I do this regularly, when I regularly take this judgment from myself, from what I'm carrying, from what I'm putting on my kids, from what I'm receiving from other people of, of even comparison and how, oh, what everyone else has, what I don't, when I start to actually shift my mindset and choose to find thankfulness and you have to search for it, you have to seek it out. It is, it's honestly like a, like a a lost hidden treasure, especially when you have not been practicing this and you seek it out, you find it, you search, you say today I'm going to find one thing I am thankful for in my homeschool. And the next day you say, I'm going to find two things I'm thankful for. You search it out. You look for it. You look for the things you can be thankful for. And when you are focusing on that instead of the negative, you will begin to find yourself filled with joy. You will. And this is a principle in every area of our lives. Joy and gratitude are connected. Because what we set our mind and our heart on that's what we see that's the fruit in our lives so if our fruit is we are sitting there and we're venting all the time and talking about our difficulties and and staying in that negative cycle now your entire homeschool is wrapped around this negativity and it's not to say that venting is wrong but when we vent to one another when we can say yes I hear you I see you I understand I have been there now hold my hand and let's step out of this, and let's see what is the good, and let's see what can we actually do about this. Instead of just venting about it, what are some things that we can do about it? How can we move forward from this? And you begin to take those steps. It stems from thankfulness. So anyways, that's my rant for today. I'm going to wrap it up. I am using a new recording software because my other one, I updated my computer and it is no longer compatible, which is fantastic. So I'm going to see if I can figure out editing and then I'm going to get this out for tomorrow morning and get some sleep. But I want to mention that I know I'm going more and more into God, God casting. (laughs) Ha 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 if you didn't know I have a really corny sense of humor um so I have been going a lot more obviously into God in my podcasts, and I just can't help myself you guys and just to be totally honest and I know I have lots of secular homeschoolers that follow me and I love you guys um I thank you for putting up with my preaching <laughs> I I want to be honest with you too, and I don't want you to feel disappointed. Um, So I want to be honest and say this is going to come out more and more, more and more and more. In fact, if I were to podcast what I actually wanted to podcast today, um, it would have been all about God and actually not related to homeschooling in any way. So I made it about homeschooling today. I am trying really hard not to just become you know, everything that I want to say because there are so many things. There are so many things I could talk about, so many little sermons I have written, you guys. But I'm trying to keep it focused on homeschooling. However, I have decided that I do want to say what I feel like is on my heart, which is um, about God speaking to us and about fame and our measure of success and uh, just just a word that is burning on my heart. Um, so I do want to share that, but I'm not going to do that on my Monday morning podcast because I do really want you guys to not feel disappointed that my content is changing. So I will try to keep Mondays to homeschooling. So I'm going to do that sometime this week, um, maybe Wednesday or something. I'm going to do a special bonus podcast episode, and it is going to be about hearing God's voice it is going to be about um, about uh, for, nah, I better not. Okay, it's gonna be about hearing God's voice, and um, I'm gonna tie in fame. I'm gonna talk a little bit about my story. I'm gonna talk about measure of success and what it means to to be a good person. And and how we measure success often by what we see people doing and achieving, and I want to tie that into myself, and then tie that into you guys, um, and just encourage you with fresh vision for your lives and for your walk with God. So that will be coming up later this week. Stay tuned for it. If you have any comments, questions about today's podcast episode, I would love to hear it. You guys, I would love for you to subscribe to me on iTunes. I would love for you to you can actually review me on iTunes. It's really, really easy to do super fast. You can review me on my Facebook page. All those things help my podcast grow and get seen by more people. So I really appreciate it. Even when people just give us a, a quick star rating, it really, really, really helps me or subscribes to my podcast. So... Um, I thank you guys for listening to my rambling. And I know I've been a little bit more tangenty than normal. So I'm going to wrap it up. But I will talk to you again next week. And if you have a specific thing, specific thing you want to hear, please send me an email, Rebecca at homeschoolon.com. We'll talk to you later.